0: Psalms chapter eighty six will be in Psalms eighty six this evening. Uh, thank you for the music. I enjoy our music so much. Um, I know the preaching's so good it overshadows the music many times. Uh, no, the music is is wonderful from the choir. Uh, we, we're blessed, and I and and we can't help but take it for granted because we uh, get to enjoy it each and every. Uh, week and Sunday, and uh, but the choir and orchestra did a wonderful job this evening, and I wanted to point out Brother Rob how good of a job he did blowing his horn right behind me tonight. And uh, but uh, in the in the horn section, I was told before the service it's the brass section. I call it the horn section, uh, but anyway, uh, great job. And I, and I'll say this: I, I don't I appreciate um, the dedication those that serve in all of our ministries, but certainly the music ministry. Uh, the the lives they live, but the, I don't know a, a church that where the people who are involved in the music work harder um, at being pre- prepared for the music each and every week. And so I do I do appreciate that, and uh, certainly all the things in our ministries that go on behind the scenes. Psalms 86. I'm going to read one verse of scripture. I'll be very practical this evening, but I want to be very helpful. Uh, I don't want to alarm you, but I have eight statements that I'm going to to make tonight, and uh, I will not. Preach through them as I normally would, but I want to make eight statements <clears throat> that I believe will will help us. Every part of the Bible is good for us. Uh, 2 Timothy three sixteen reminds us of that. It's all profitable. Certain parts of Scripture help us through certain things, and certainly the Book of Psalms is a unique uh, book of the Bible, and it helps us in many ways. Often as we are looking through, uh, reminded like we were this morning of our salvation and what, what, the, what the Lord Jesus did for us and who Jesus is and all the things that come with salvation, uh, we thought, talk about doctrine and how important it is for us to have the right doctrine and everything that we, we have is, is, is set, set on that foundation of doctrine. But the book of Psalms are also there to help us, uh, guide us in some of these things, but also to encourage us, to help us. Uh, I like the book of Psalms because it reminds me of our humanity. Uh, It reminds us of the fact that there is a God so much bigger than us and uh, we're not the first ones to have burdens, we're not the first ones to have heartaches, we're not the first ones to have struggles, and uh, certainly the book of Psalms is there to help us. So I want to read, I'll be very practical this evening, and I told you I'd abbreviate everything because I want to update you uh, on all the building things at the end. Uh, so I'm going to cut off about 60 seconds tonight, and uh, that is an abbreviation, look it up, in, you know, by definition, that's abbreviation. Psalms 86, verse number 1, and that's the only verse I'll read for right now. Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me. For I am poor and needy. David is the psalmist. When I think of David, I think of one of the mightiest characters in Scripture. I think of the young man who faced down that giant Goliath when nobody else would. I think of a man who was a warrior. He was such a mighty warrior. He was legendary. Enemies feared David. This is a mighty man. This is a man who is a great character in Scripture. But we find this great man saying, Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. Before we pray, I want to remind us of a couple of things this says to me. First of all, no matter how high and mighty you are, you're still going to have times when you're poor and needy. And even when you're on the mountaintop, in reality, you're still poor and needy. Poor and needy. No matter where you are in life and what you accomplish and how mighty things you do for God, you are poor and needy. And then I'm reminded of how we have a God that we can reach out to. We have a God who we can speak to. Who acknowledges these things tonight? I want to be very practical. Feel more like a Bible study this evening. I want to give you some things of what to do when you experience trouble. What to do when you experience trouble? Now I look at this crowd tonight, and and uh, this is a crowd that knows what it's like to be in trouble. I can just tell. Uh, But life brings trouble. Life brings difficulty. And the Bible never promises us that we'll have a trouble-free life. The Bible never promises us that we'll have a burden-free life. The Bible never promises the child of God that you'll never shed a tear. The Bible does give us a pattern of what to do when we do carry the burden. We do shed a tear. We do have heartache. We do find ourselves in trouble. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray this evening that you'll use your word to help us tonight. May your people be helped. May we all be encouraged. May we be strengthened by your word this evening. I pray that you would bless our remaining time for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When you think of the life of David, there's certainly a lot of highs and there were certainly some lows. One thing is true about David that we see from his life, that even when he got away from the Lord, he was quick to get back to God. David always had a sense of his heavenly father. He always had a sense of Jehovah God. Here we have in our text, he says, Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. I want to use this chapter this evening, and i find in Psalms chapter number 86, eight things that I'll bring out this evening that I think we can pattern when we find ourselves in trouble. I think it's good from time to time. I think it's good for us to all be reminded, and I certainly want to be a voice uh, that certainly proclaims the fact to, a, to the next generation, to the, to the teens that sitting here, to the children, even the young adults, that there is no greater life than the life serving the Lord. There's no greater life. And that's certainly good for all of us to be reminded. And I think we ought to remind each other, remind ourselves that the greatest life is serving the Lord. But that does not mean it's a life without trouble, because every life has trouble. But when we find ourselves in trouble, before we go to Google, before we go to Facebook, before we even call our best friend or even text our pastor, we ought to be reminded that we have a God who's aware of every circumstance we are in. We have the Word of God who gives us a pattern, gives us something that we can go to so that we can get help when we're in trouble. As your pastor, I wish I could tell you that you're never going to experience trouble. You're never going to experience heartache. But you and I, we all know that's not true. That's not reality. So what do we do? We turn to the Lord when when we are in trouble. Let's look at these Uh, Things this evening that I think will help us of what to do when you experience trouble. And if you'll make a note of these, when trouble comes, you can refer to this list right out of Psalms 86 and it'll be a help to you. Maybe you have some trouble today. This will be a help to you. The Word of God is our Answer, it's our solutions. So let's look again in verse number one. Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me. Notice this phrase that we've already pointed out for I am poor and needy. One thing, if you study the life of David, even when he sinned, the reason why he was restored so quickly to God is he was quick to acknowledge his own failures. And the first statement I want to make tonight, the first thing we need to do when we experience trouble is, first of all, recognize your need for help. As a child of God, we are not supposed to have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. Sometimes we feel like a failure because we have problems we can't solve. I'm a Christian. I shouldn't be, just, this shouldn't be so difficult. The Bible never tells us that that's reality. The Bible does say when you find yourself in trouble, be quick to recognize that you need help. We have a God who wants to help us. How does He help us? He's given us His Word so that we can go to, to get help. The best thing Christians can do is when they get in trouble, many times they, they're in denial. I'm, I'm really not discouraged. I'm really not, not, not struggling. I'm really not, not in whatever we want to call it. We've got to be quick to go to the Word of God, and we need to be quick to go to our knees and say, God, you've got to help me. I need help. As a pastor, one of the most frustrating things that I deal with is wanting to help, but you can't help somebody who wants help. And many times you can't help an individual who needs help because they will not acknowledge the fact that they need help. Let me help all of us tonight. Everybody paying attention? Everybody with me? We're on number one. I'll try not to stay in number one too long. Every, I forgot what I was going to say to you now, but every single one of us are going to find ourselves in need of help from some, in some time. How quick are we to go and say, God, I need help? Often we say, Well, I'm not full of pride, but when you need help, how quick do you acknowledge the fact that you need help? David got the help he needed because, number one, he recognized his need for help. Part of getting help is first recognizing that you need it. I'm not self sufficient. You're not self sufficient. You don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. Pastor, if I don't have all the answers and you don't have all the answers, who has all the answers? God has all the answers. And sometimes he doesn't even have to tell us what the answer is. We just get comfort out of knowing that he knows what the answer is. So number one, recognize your need for help. Number two, we'll be in verse number two. Let's read down to verse number six. Preserve my soul, for I am holy, O Thou my God. Save Thy servant that trusteth in Thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto Thee daily. Rejoice the soul of Thy servant, for unto Thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For Thou, Lord, art good. And ready to forgive and plenist in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplications. The second thing we need to do when we experience trouble is recognize that God is our hope. He is our hope. Man will fail you. Sometimes man fails you just because he doesn't have the ability to meet your need. We put all of our hope in man. We put all of our hope in our own understanding. We put all of our hope in man's understanding. Uh, We're going to be left wanting because man is not capable of meeting all the needs that we have. We need to recognize, first of all, our need for help, and that's an important thing. But sometimes Christians recognize their need for help, but they don't recognize that God is their hope. Pastor, I know I have some needs, but I'm going to figure it out. Isn't there some things God's going to give you you'll never figure out? And for me, I discovered that in high school it was chemistry. I mean, you just can't figure that stuff out. But there's problems, there's things in life that come that you're not going to figure out. You ever had a trial? It's in, your, it's in the past now. You still don't know why God allowed you to go through that? But you do know that God was your help. And that's the second thing we must do when we recognize that God is our trouble. Christian, don't run from the church when you get in trouble. Don't run from the Word of God, when you get in trouble. Whether it's trouble that life brings or trouble of your own doing, the last thing a child of God needs to do is run from the very one who can help. Run from the very one who can console. Run from the very one who will love. Run from the very one who will give peace. We must run to Him. We must recognize God as our help. Number three, look at me at verse number seven. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee, for thou wilt Answer me. The third thing we must do is call upon God. This is very practical, very simple, but I'm afraid we as Christians, we don't do it like we ought to do it. David, this mighty man, he's in trouble. Verse number one, he says, I am poor and needy. And now in verse number seven, in the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee. Friend, if you find yourself in trouble, call on God. Well, I don't know what to say. You don't have to know what to say. God, I need you. Quote David, that would be a good start. For I am poor and needy, but call on him. The first person we should go to when we're in trouble is God. The first person is go to God. Call on him. I love this in verse number seven. This is so encouraging to me. In the day of my trouble, David had trouble. We have trouble. I will call upon thee. He did the right thing. He called on God. Notice the end of verse number 7. For thou wilt answer me. You'll never call on God and get a busy signal. You'll never call on God and have a go to voicemail. David reminds us all that when I call on God, he will answer me. Think about what we have at our fingertips. We look at our life, the life that God has given us, and we want a life with no trouble. That's understandable. We want a life with no disappointment. I'm with you on that. We want a life with no heartache. We're all on the same page, but that's not reality. And so then when we have trouble, we look to God and say, God, what, what, what's going on? I have some trouble. When we experience heartache, we're confused by that and say, I've been trying to serve God, or God, why did you allow this to come to my life? And instead of doing that, we need to accept the fact That if we live on this planet, we're going to experience all of those things. But we have a God we can call on when we are hurting. We have a God we can call on when we don't know what to do. We have a God we can call on when we find ourselves in trouble. Even when we get ourselves in trouble, we have a God we can call on. And the Bible tells us, thou wilt answer me. One of the sweetest things that a child of God can experience is when they're away from God and they call on God with a contrite heart and you know that God hears you. Well, if you're away from the Lord this evening, all you've got to do is call on God and He will hear you. If you are in distress this evening, no matter what you are facing, all you've got to do is call on God and He will hear you. Say, oh, but pastor, I'm not as important as David. God is no respecter of persons. He sent His Son to die for every man. God thinks about you just like He thought about David. And David said, all I've got to do is call on you and you'll answer. What comfort. What comfort. To know, tonight you may be sitting here and your world is not turned upside down. You aren't carrying a burden. You file this away because if you live long enough, you're going to have burdens. You're going to have heartaches. You're going to find yourself in trouble. If King David, this mighty man of David, after God's own heart can find himself in trouble... I assure you, it's just a matter of time. You say, well, oh, Pastor, I'm glad I, I, you're right on that, and I'm glad that's behind me. Oh, it's coming again. What do we do? Well, I guess the Christian life just wasn't worth it. No, call on God. Pastor, I don't know what to do. Call on God. Pastor, I've made a mess. Call on God. Well, I don't know if that's going to work. Well, according to my Bible, it's going to work because David reminds us all that he'll hear us. What a thought to think that we can call upon the mighty God. And he hears us. Verse number 11. And this is where some application hurts sometimes. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Look at that first phrase. Teach me thy way, O Lord. The fact of the matter is... Sometimes we find ourselves in trouble because there's a lesson God wants us to learn. There's something that he wants to teach us that there's only one way for us to learn it. We've all heard the phrase, the old saying, We maybe you've used it, like so-and-so's got to learn things the hard way. Or maybe you've just said, I just learned things the hard way. There's some things in life, there's only one way. We call it it the hard way. But it is the way that God will use for us to learn. And that's number four. What do we do when we experience trouble? Learn. Learn. Say, Pastor, I backslid. I got away from the Lord. What did you learn from it? Because what you learned could keep you from doing it again. What you learned can be taught to somebody else. I know that God will sustain you in difficult times. Well, we can say that and it's true. But you don't learn that until you've been in difficult times. You've learned it by personal experience. Teach me thy way, O Lord. When you find yourself carrying a burden... Once you look at that burden, we we want to get rid of it. We ask the Lord to help us sustain, sustain us during it. We pray and many of you on a a a weekly, if not a daily basis. I know the burdens of so many of you that you carry. And I pray, one of the prayers I pray is for God to give you strength to carry it. While we're praying for strength to carry it, why don't we also pray, Lord, teach me thy way. Teach me. When we lost our daughter Amanda, that's one prayer. If I did anything right, that's one prayer. I pray, Lord, since I have to go through this, you've chosen for us to go through this. Allow me to learn what I need to learn. And I prayed that prayer selfishly because I didn't want him to have to teach me twice. We look in that situa- in the situations that God places us in, and are we looking for the lesson? Too many times we're complaining about the classroom God's got us in and we're not learning what God's trying to teach us. We ought to learn when we find ourselves in trouble. What is it that God would have us to learn? But also in verse number 11, I want you to notice that next phrase, I will walk in thy truth. The fifth thing that we must remember when we experience trouble is to follow the pattern of Scripture. Scripture. David says, I will walk in thy truth. What was he saying? I'm going to follow the pattern that you have established. Too many times when we find ourselves, and it's the old saying says, these hard times either make you or break you. We put that in context with our, with our study this evening. When we are in trouble, many times it makes us and breaks us as a Christian, because Simply because we leave the pattern of Scripture in order to meet the need that we have. Instead of staying true to God's commands, relieving the discomfort becomes the priority. Instead of honoring God by following this book, we put the fact that I've got to have relief. This pressure, I can't tell you how many times I've had this conversation with Christians and they end up ruining their life, not because they wanted to, but because they wanted to relieve pressure that a situation had on them instead of following what God said for us to do. It's not my responsibility to remove my burden. you hear me tonight? It's not my responsibility to heal my broken heart. It's not my responsibility to comfort myself. When I have a burden and when I have a heartache, it's my responsibility to follow this book. And in following this book, that's where I find strength for my burden. It's where I find comfort along the journey. It's where I find the healing of a broken heart. Too many times, we as a child of God, we experience trouble, sometimes of our own doing even. And and many times, it's just of life and the life that we live and the things that come into our life. But you must follow the pattern of Scripture. If you deal with a tragedy, it does not void the Word of God. If you have a burden thrust on your shoulders, it does not void this book. If you have a broken heart because of the actions of someone else, it does not mean that we set the Word of God aside and we do whatever we can do to mend our heart or to, or to remove this burden. The responsibility remains the same for every one of us. Follow the pattern in Scripture. What is God said to do? I'm telling you, one of the greatest downfalls of Christians throughout time has been exactly what I'm preaching tonight. There are some when the enticements of this world could not get them. But when the heartache came and the burden came, They set aside what God had commanded to do. And they sought a way to ease their suffering. They sought a way to remove their burden. When David gives us a pattern here and he says, I will walk in thy truth. He made up his mind. I'm just going to do what you told me to do. Pastor, what do, I, what do I do if someday this tragedy comes? You do what God tells you to do. What if, I, what if I have burdens that I never thought I'd have? You do what God has told you to do. It's not your responsibility. Now, Pastor, it just wasn't very comforting. I went in with a heart, heart heartache and he just said, stay faithful. Now, I probably said a little bit more than that. But he just just wasn't comforting at all. You find comfort in doing what God tells you to do. You find comfort in being obedient to Scripture. You find strength in following what he's doing. And I just want to be faithful. Don't we want to be faithful? We want to be faithful even in the difficult times. Because if you don't stay faithful, how are you going to learn what God's trying to teach you? How are you going to give honor to God with the trial? Verse number 12. We're already on number 6. Aren't you proud of me? I will praise thee. Verse number 12. I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with my whole heart. sixth thing we need to do when we experience trouble is praise God anyway. You ever had an answer to prayer? I hope that's a yes after that question. But you just stop and you say, pray. I can't believe that God answered my prayer. Or, oh, what an answer to prayer. Or one of those unexpected blessings that God sends your way, and you're like, I wasn't even expecting that. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. And when those things happen, we ought to be quick to praise the Lord. But let me ask you, child of God, when you had an unexpected burden come, How quick are we to praise God anyway? May we be reminded tonight that whether times are good or times are bad, God is still worthy of praise. May may we all be reminded tonight that whether we feel good or we feel bad, God's still worthy of praise. May we be reminded tonight that as David prayed, hear me in verse number one. We have the promise that God's going to hear us, but maybe He chooses to answer a prayer in a different way than we want it answered. We've got to praise God anyway. Well, God, I put a deadline on that prayer. Did you not get it? Praise God anyway. I can't believe I find myself in this situation. Praise God anyway. What are we doing? Pastor, I don't know what to do. Well, here's a pattern in Psalms 86. 86. The sixth thing on this list of practical things that we can apply to our life is: no matter what circumstances we find ourselves, you can find something to praise God for. Pastor, you don't know how bad it is. Are you saved? When you're on, on your way to heaven, you can always praise God for your salvation. You can always praise God for His grace and His mercy. Praise God anyway. Number seven, which ties right into number six, is also found in verse number 12. I will praise thee, O Lord, my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify thy name forevermore. I've discovered in my life some things you have to live long enough to discover, like common sense. There's some things in this book become more real to you as you live more life. I've discovered that it's really hard for a child of God to glorify God without trouble. Now, we can glorify God in our blessings, when He blesses us. We can glorify God in those mountaintops, when we should. But I would say that there's very little opportunity to glorify God, like there is to glorify God, when you do have a broken heart when you are carrying a burden. See, when there's no human explanation for us to not quit, there's only one person that can get the credit for that. God. When we say, I don't understand, but I'm going to hang in there and I'm just going to do what you tell me to do, that glorifies God. But it brings no glory and no honor to God to quit at the sign of a battle, to quit because the burden's too heavy, to quit because I didn't anticipate this heartbreak, to, to give up, to throw in the towel, to give in. We ought to glorify God. We praise God with our lips, we glorify God with our life. And we ought to glorify God with how we continue in times of trouble it is easy to praise God when everything's going good and we still don't do it like we should but it brings a a, a, a different level of glory to him in my opinion as I look at scripture as I look at the examples recorded in scripture as I as I look back on my own personal experience in life when you are in the valley that's when you can really glorify God When you're carrying the burden, that's when you can really glorify God. When life did not work out the way you anticipated, but you continue serving God anyway, you continue praising God anyway, you continue following that book anyway, you continue calling unto Him anyway, and you glorify God with your life. Pastor, what what am I to do? I've called out to God and He hasn't changed my circumstances. You keep going. You keep serving. Don't you get bitter at life and and bitter at the things of God because things changed and, and you didn't find a solution. You will find if you continue to be faithful to Him and continue to follow what He has said to do, you'll find God is enough. God will sustain you and your life can glorify Him. This evening I could... Reference and quote the final words of some martyrs, those who have paid the ultimate price for serving God. And what do you remember? How they stayed true in spite of the, 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 the great price. I'm not saying or even alluded to the fact that that's the only thing in their life that glorified Him, but certainly that glorified Him. We ought to glorify God. God knows that sometimes the greatest message that we can preach is when we think God is good, even when circumstances aren't good. we praise God for being good, even when things aren't going like we wanted it. we ought to glorify God, and we as children, especially in this day in this, in this world we live in, the things that are going on in our nation, we'll continue to glorify God. The number eight, and this is final. Look at me in verse number 15. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. I remind you what David said in verse number 1. For I am poor and needy. He recognized his need for help. He recognized that God was the hope. He called upon God. He had a desire to learn what he could only learn by going through that trouble. He declared that he would follow the pattern of Scripture, that he would walk in the truths of God. He decided to praise God anyway. He was going to glorify God. But we come to verse number 15, and this is number 8 this evening. He remembered the goodness of God. We find ourselves in trouble. We must remember and remind ourselves of the goodness of God. None of us can deny, no matter the circumstances this evening, as we look at verse 15 again, that God is a God full of compassion. Never lose sight of the fact that God cares about you. God cares about you. Nobody else may understand what you go through. I'm aware of a lot of burdens in this room this evening, but I don't know every burden. Let me tell you who does. God. God. I want to emulate god i want to follow his pattern in having compassion and caring for you and caring for your burdens but i don't know them all and i cannot care like god cares aren't you thankful for his compassion he's gracious well, pastor life has handed me the short end of the stick Well, however you look at it, I promise you this, there's a lot of people in this world that would trade their life for yours. God's gracious. God's gracious. We reflect back on our Sunday school lesson this morning with this word, but he's also long-suffering. Long-suffering. I guess since God puts up with us, we can put up with the trials and troubles of this world. I guess since God puts up with us, we can carry our burden a little bit longer. I guess since God has been long suffering with us, and even in this little pattern we find in Scripture, we haven't always followed that, but God still doesn't cast us aside. He still cares about us, He still loves us. We need to be reminded that He's long suffering. You say, Pastor, I don't think I've responded the way I should have responded when, when I created trouble in my own life or when I dealt with trouble. I've got good news for you. God's long-suffering. He's long-suffering. You say, Pastor, is there evidence of that? The fact that we all sit in this room tonight is evidence of the long-suffering of God. Then David reminds us in plenteous, in mercy, and truth you ever thought about how many people lived on this planet before you? For some of you, I look and it was like, you know, just the people before Noah, you know. But you think about how many people lived on this planet before you. Think about how many people live on this planet today. And God has enough mercy for everybody. No one who's ever needed mercy and looked for mercy from God has ever been turned away because God ran out of mercy. He's plenteous. How much mercy does God have for me? How much mercy does God have for us? Enough. Mercy and truth. Friend, when you find yourself in trouble... Remember the goodness of God. There's some things I would change in this world, but I don't have the power to change them. But I can reflect on the goodness of God. There's some things that I carry, just like there's some things that you carry, I would change if I could. I don't have that power, so I reflect on the goodness of God. I'm reminded of how good God is. When we find ourselves in difficult circumstances, whether you find yourself in that situation tonight or in the future, may we reflect on Psalms 86, and may we run to this list of what to do, as opposed to running to the world's solutions of what to do. And just to remind you of the mindset that you and I must have, and it'll help you if if you didn't catch it. I want you to catch it now. It's not my responsibility to take away my burden, to heal my brokenness. It's my responsibility to follow this list. It's my responsibility to walk in truth. It's my responsibility. Pastor, I got myself in trouble. Okay, you can get out. Don't stay in trouble. You can get out. You you don't have to stay in that situation. Get out. How do I get out? The pattern's right there. Recognize your need. Call on a God who will hear you. He will heal your wounds. Now, you may have to change some things. You're going to have to start walking in the truth. Say, Pastor, I, don't, I don't understand why things have worked out the way they've, they've worked out. Can you give me an explanation? I can't explain why life happens the way it happens. But all I can offer from what God has done in my own life, what I see in the life of David, what I've seen in the life of others, and I see in, in characters in this book, is the fact that if we just continue to walk in the things of this book, God will sustain us. God will help us. Well, I wish I had an answer. You might not like the answer if you had it. So our responsibility is not to get an answer from God. Our responsibility is to glorify God by continuing on. And when our knees might buckle, and we might even stumble along the way, but we get up, we press on, and to the best of our ability, with what I have left, what strength I have left, what life I have left, what ability I have left, I'm going to glorify you because I'm going to walk in your truth. Hard hard times reveals where our dependence is on God. And quite frankly, the hard times, the trouble we find makes us look to God. I think our nation is looking to God more now than it did two years ago. Some of you have a burden tonight you didn't have 30 days ago. I promise you, you're more open to hearing from Him. We're in trouble. What are we going to do? I don't know what to do. We'll look to Psalms 86. It's a very practical application tonight. Father, I pray.